And now from east of the Pacific to west of parts unknown, south of Mars, north of hell, here are the smartest minds in the sport of professional wrestling. This is Brain Buster Radio. You only learn the way you are inside when life gives you the test. Will you back down, turn and run, or stand up with the best? What will your answer be? Will you run for the door? Will you run out on me like it's hard? It's no hold forward. How the hell you doing, Brainiacs? Long Allen Ice T here, ready to talk programs with you. And I just gotta believe that this is about to be the greatest day of the summer because I'm here, I'm hosting the best wrestling podcast under God's hot sun. It's grime time and it's Great American Bash Night 2, Fighter Fest Night 2, and we're back talking all about it here on Brain Buster Radio. Tweet it, read it, tout it, shout it. Be all about it if you want to go straight to the moon, baby, with Brain Buster Radio. We've got the Sultan of social media a father called wired hello father wired how are you doing long allen ice tea how are you doing man it's been a great week i can't wait for another great wednesday night of action and the baby's okay can't complain not getting too much sleep but it's all right because i got wrestling to keep me up all night long all night long to the moon vin man yeah long allen let me tell you something i feel like you know Pro wrestling has been going at a high level for quite some time, but I feel like these past couple weeks have just upped the ante with the Great American Bash, with Fighter Fest, and then we're also going to be getting into next week, we're going to end up with Fight for the Fallen, Extreme Rules, and then Slammiversary. It just does not stop in the world of professional wrestling right now. Non-stop. The world is spinning almost off its axis, but luckily pro wrestling is here to keep everything in order, along with a little help from Jumpin' Jacob J. Yes, gentlemen. Uh, last week, I guess by unpopular demand, we are not going to be going match <laughs> by match for the Great American Bash and Fighter Fest uh, both night two. But we're going to talk a little bit about what happened last week, uh, what we want to see this week, what we expect to see this week and just a lot more a whole lot more we've got night two so that means two big shows going toe to toe they're calling it a ratings war and that was that was uh, officially coined and and basically the first the shot was fired officially on camera it felt like the first time uh vince mcmahon was alluded to on nitro when mjf said we are in a ratings war triple j to kick off fighter fest last week and uh who would have thunk but mjf one of the highest rated segments of the entire night on both shows oh i mean that's completely expected i i would be more surprised if he wasn't but what what exactly were those numbers and can somebody explain to me 
it, it seems like there was a lot of argument on Twitter. Maybe the Sultan could explain this to me about, you know, uh, demographics versus total viewers. Is this like the electoral college versus the popular vote? First of all, it's all bullshit before <laughs> Wired talks about any of this. I will not respect any of the ratings that you discuss or anybody reports, even Uncle Dave Meltzer, until they start counting the people who watch it on WooTube. I've spoken my piece. Wired, you can answer the question. Long Allen, uh, free television does not count. Like, that doesn't, you can, no. Those people no. are watching the product, too. They should be counted. You can't count people that you can't use as advertising. Nimrod, what the hell? What's wrong with you? The, the, rating uh, is, the rating is more important than advertising. This is about the soul of professional wrestling who gives a fuck about an advertiser. Karate fighters will always be there. But what are fans into, Wired? That's what this is all about. Well, the fans obviously were into NXT, and that's what matters the most. I don't care about demographics. It's total numbers. Well, and we have to break well, down the Monday Night Wars from the 90s into they? demographics I to see who really won. I had 73-year-old uncles texting me, what's this I hear about Mike Tyson and Chris Jericho after last Wednesday? I don't know about you, Vin, man, but a lot of people talking AEW in, in my ear. There are a lot of people talking AEW, but there's also a lot of people talking NXT too. And Triple J, as we know, neither of these two won the ratings battle. For <laughs> You're, that right. Night. <laughs> You're right. You're uh, right. Another guy did. But, but can you imagine if we went back to the Monday Night Wars and we had to go back and look at demographics and who won the 18 to 49? I mean, Eric Bischoff's show might be like 22 and a half weeks instead of 83 weeks like that's just how dumb it is to look it's the number it's what we've well, always looked at Chris no Jericho was, he was touting that 18 to 49 even though i think a lot of them are a lot closer to 49 than 18 that are watching uh that program who gives a flying fuck cameron grimes labeled himself the number one contender in the nxt that's what matters triple j he's refusing to face damian priest i don't care who's watching it i'm watching it and i want to know does he deserve this title shot I kind of think he does if he, with, with you know all the wins he's he has a win over Finn fucking Balor. Mm -hmm. Yeah, <laughs> I think he should be one of the individuals in a one-on-one -on -one contest to determine the number one contender. But no, he's not the number one contender. Oh, Triple J, you're obviously not watching the goddamn product, is what that says right there. He should be the number one contender. It's that Everyone North Carolina bias that, that you're preaching again. Everyone that you put in front of him, he is beaten including a, a goddamn car that he slashed death. Like, that's that's his motto. There's no one else you can put in front of him that actually would make sense for him not to be the number one contender. Triple J, just because he looks like the host of a horror, haunted house horror in the strip district, doesn't mean he is not worthy of a big title match. The guy's got some great maneuvers. He's very elusive and very devious, and he cuts a damn great promo, and I think Vin Man can attest to all of that. Especially that last point. <laughs> that, that is 100% right. Very good good promo work from this guy. Cameron Grimes. Pause for no reason. Is the number one contender going to the moon? Wired, I mean, you, you pointed out, I think, in a text or something, random pauses and promos don't happen enough. No one says their name the way Cameron Grimes says his name anymore. This is, these are old school promos he's cutting. He's he's well, making no one's a bigger piece of shit right now too than Cameron Grimes. I think I also said. Well, he did uh, attack a, a guy in his you know out of nowhere and he faked an injury and he's 
He tries to, you know, lie, he lies to women. He's not a good person. I'm not saying that, but I mean, when you're talking W's, he's got those. He was faking the injury to help save Damian Priest from another loss, and no one listened. Okay, last question on this on this guy, Triple J. In we'll say let's make it an arbitrary number, but far off, uh, where you know it's it's an interesting discussion. Let's say two thousand five hundred and six. Let's go three thousand sixty nine years from now. Whose name will still be living and on the lips of of the people of Earth? Damian Priest or Cameron Grimes? <laughs> I, I think it's a toss up. I, I'm not, I've never been big on this Cameron Grimes fella uh, myself. I, I think it's really a toss up. I love Cameron, Cameron Grimes. I love Damian Priest. I'm a big fan of Damian Priest. And I, I love the Archer for me. I mean, if we're going, who's going to be on the minds of women? It's definitely going to be Damian Priest. Oh, he's a sexy vampire. <laughs> but I love, I love that there, he is so dedicated to living forever. Not enough of us speak openly about that. How great would it be to live forever? And that's a good gimmick. But I want to also be honest here, Vin Man. It's what the BBR is all about. We don't bullshit. We don't sugarcoat it. And as I was typing up some of today's rundown, I legitimately forgot Damian Priest's name. And uh, I had to take a, a longer than a Cameron Grimes pause to remember it. So. Maybe that, he has some work to sign. do. No. Yeah. yeah I, I, I would say so. I mean, that, also, that, that's... that could be negative, right? The reason why we know Cameron Grimes' his name forever in 100,000 years. Well, it, the important thing is that you remember it. You know, if you're not remembering somebody's name, that, that's a sign of a sloppy shop. I, I mean, that that's, that's true. But then also there's some things from last week where you got Kenny Omega getting offered a beer and just pouring it out in the faces of the guys that gave him a vic- a, a victory beer. I mean, that was kind of rude. But then again, is is Kenny Omega so is does he not drink alcohol at all? Triple J. He don't he look like, like he does. Uh, yeah, he doesn't look like he does. Maybe maybe he I was more like, of a sake guy whenever he was like over I've there. I've seen him drinking a Coors Light after a big New Japan win, though. Well, it's definitely been on the table. I, I'm just my whole thing about this is That's don't sloppy. accept it. You know, That's, it's. It's polite whenever you're offered a beverage to accept, but if you're going to accept it, don't don't dump it out and stare in somebody else's face. That was a sloppy ending to Fighter Fest. A great night, but let's just let's call it as it is here. Uh, I know Wired's ready to just stomp all over, but this was a great night of action, and it ends with a misunderstanding over a toast. That was kind of that's not a fun thing to end a party on, and, and uh. hopefully it could be rectified on night two. Thank God I did not finish the fucking show. Then I appreciate that because then I would have shot on this. Even How far more. did you get? I got to where about about midway through Cody's match. Really? Which was the last match, right? No, no, not Cody's no. Match. That's like the Who second was the last match? match. That was yeah. No, that was the last match. That was the, the last tag match. match. The tag match. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I got out. I remember seeing them come out in their entrances. Well, to, to be to be fair. <laughs> Uh, I wouldn't blame you if you shut it off after somebody's mom dropped you off for a wrestling match. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't finish it. I tried my best. That was the coolest. I mean, uh, throw that into the AEW lore, kissing your mom before. I mean, I don't remember the last time someone's mom stole the show on a big wrestling event since maybe like Vin Man would tell it hard crying at Survivor Series. That was one of my favorite moments. (laughs) Vin Man, would you back me up and just 
help me talk about what nerds these two are, especially yeah, that Chuck Taylor, <laughs> translucent, out of shape, Kentucky hillbilly hatchet head. <laughs> I, I'm I, I'm not a fan of any of the people in in this tag match, and it was, yeah, I I put it this way: I was watching the main event on the other program during uh during this one. I don't blame you. You didn't go back and finish? No. I I am living this time as if it were 1996 and I don't have a VCR. <laughs> Your VCR is still in the shop. I was recording things in 96. You got to go further than that. I really, Our tape collection went way further than that, right, Alan? Yeah, I mean, it's really not that hard to, to just pop a tape in there and hit record. You could even, if you, if you want to put Believe the effort me, in, I got tapes. This well, hangman just not okay, so, so while I'm watching now, I, I put on the main event from last. Well, I'm watching the rest. Well, real of it. quick, hold on. If you're talking hangman page again, Mil Calzone is here on the Unos and Doses. Requires us. He'll mute you if you don't say that drunk ass fool, hangman page. Okay, so that drunk ass fool, hangman page, has a very similar body type to Tony Storm. <laughs> what? Big thighs. Yeah, big thighs, small torso, long torso, small legs. I'll have to yeah. pay more attention to that. I next think they time. both are very underrated with the lower body power that they both possess, and they're both very, very successful. Um, I well, like they look like little drumsticks. FTR just came out. They're sitting yeah, don't, down. We don't need commentary. We watched uh, Oscar <laughs> missed or or Taz oh, promo last week. Vin Man, the best part of the Wednesday night. Oh, it's got to be the Taz promo. <laughs> oh my God, was that good? <laughs> So do you think Mox that was is the scared best thing sh- on the show? I think. Do you think Mox is scared shitless? Did you believe Taz's shoot promo? Do you think yeah. Mox is just trying to get this thing delayed? And do you think Mox is praying he gets coronavirus so he doesn't have to face Brian? <laughs> that's that's what that's what Taz basically was alluding to to me. That's what I listen. Taz he said, not you, run a you fucking pussy, and- you're trying to get, I bet he's fucking and kissing his wife and having a spit in his mouth so he doesn't have to face the wrath of Cage. Whatever two people do in a relationship is their personal, you know, personal issues. Kids are doing that down in Alabama, so I wouldn't be surprised. Well, no, it's, it's not like always true, thing. Triple J. Me and uh, Brianna Bella tend to make our issues publicly known, especially, you know, when we're dealing with um apple music things like that of importance but regardless um you're an exhibitionist you're saying talk talk about ojo por ojo it's always (laughs) always going at it those two i think i think i'll give this one to AEW and to the Taz promo was better uh, than oscar promo or oscar miss excuse me there was go ahead i'm just gonna say the oscar missed is so cool but i can't help but every time she's in a big match or involved in a big match somehow, or, and Sasha Banks too, and now they're going at well, it. She it's wasn't great, but, fine. but she got involved in that match. But anytime they're on the screen, it just feels like all hell is breaking loose, and I can't tell whether is this a sloppy shop WWE's running, or is this just like the game plan of Asuka and or Sasha Banks, because it always feels hectic and almost like, un- like none of this should be happening, but someone's behind it all. It was very chaotic that that match. The Taz promo very calculated, but two very distinct moments that stood out to me as the best parts for both each show. I'll give it to the Taz promo though, Vince. Yeah, it, it's got to be. Well, I think it's also because none of us condone what Oscar did in these unprecedented times right now, too, right? I mean, that's as bad as it gets. Spitting in someone's face 
in California probably will be a capital crime pretty soon. I'm sure you'll be going to federal uh, prison. Uh, and if you are spitting in someone's face, especially green mist, although there I did read on on some blogs this week, Triple J, uh, that the green mist actually a- Alex Jones is selling the green mist uh, as, 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 a as, cure. A, as a treatment sure. and preventative treatment for coronavirus. So that maybe that actually was Oscar doing uh, a favor. I'm not sure if you if you should uh, put your orders in for that product. Uh, uh, right listen, now. folks, you may have seen on NXT's The Great American Bash, Asuka, the uh, the Oriental lady wrestler, uh, spitting in someone's face. She is actually spitting in our green mist that we're selling on the website. Go to it right now. The only way to prevent coronavirus, 100% guaranteed. If you use NXTstuff.com. If you use the promo code Sloppy Shop, we'll give you 20% off back after this. Do you think they're going to edit out Asuka from the pay-per-views going forward because of what she's doing and contributing to the current so, so social impact? What? Why can't I go outside and spit on the sidewalk? Asuka's doing it on NXT. Sasha Banks was on uh, on Monday Night Raw, so uh, apparently it wasn't an issue. She didn't do anything. Why are you blaming her, Triple J? Also, symptoms take longer. What did she do than wrong? That. What's, that, what's that turnaround to, Triple J? It's, it, it's been a week now. Sasha Banks, we got to. She's in the clear two weeks after the spitting, I'd say. That was like four days. Well, well I mean, you also got to ask yourself. I mean, what are what are the restrictions uh, over on that program? I mean, some would say that that's a sloppy shop. I mean, allowing Oscar out there at all, sloppy. Not in a mask, very sloppy. Vin Man, you're right. I'd say the main event there would few hitches. No, the only hitch in the. AEW main event came after the match. The actual match was very fun, but um, interesting night one. You ready to go on to night two now, Triple J? I'm ready to talk about these cards. Yes, let's please go on to night two. If, and if you don't mind, Triple J, this week I'd like to, I'd like to, as we go into night two of, of these two hot summer shows, show, a big showdown. Uh, it is the, the the middle of the summer, hundred degrees outside. What do you say we bang some Camaro summer in in honor of the occasion, Triple J? No, oh, oh, it's the summer. It's the best time to do it. Take it away, Triple J. Take us to the moon, baby. Night two, you got the Great American Bash. Going up against Fighter Fest. Like I said, we're going to do it a, a little different from last week. We have Vin Man with us. Uh, he's he's burning a very limited date to be here. So I want to make sure uh, I'm not sloppy and we do things the way that he wants to hear it. First thing I got to ask, a man called Wired, you are Mr. NXT. Tell me about Isaiah Scott and Johnny Gargano. Are there personal issues here? Because I got nothing on this one. Did you, did you watch night one yeah. of the Great American Bash? Yeah. What more issues did, do you need? Did something happen? I don't remember this. Isaiah Swerve Scott got in, it made, got in uh, Johnny Gargano's face did, for no did reason. He, trying did to he try to hit on Poison Larray or something? Yeah, I don't know why Isaiah Swerve Scott was messing around in something that had nothing to do with him. It, oh, it, I remember this brawl backstage now. Yes, yeah, okay. Me, so, me, why, me, so why would that there, be I a, a I would Look, if somebody got in the middle of mine and, and you know, Long Allen's fight, I'd be very upset with that person. No reason for him to get, get sticking his nose in that um, in, in that fight. 
whatever you want to call it. I mean, well, you I, really hyped that one up. I, I, mean, I, I did. I don't really. I don't. All I heard was there. There was like people who stared at each other backstage, and there's a match out of this. I feel like NXT's really just kind of finding whatever they can to to go at. Fighter okay, well, Fest what for this hot garbage on AEW Fighter Fest Night Two? Can you really match up against this? Like, here, let me. I'll pick one. Can I pick one? Uh, I mean, go ahead. Everything has personal okay. issues right. and makes sense for okay. Fighter Fest Night Two. I'm excited. Okay, okay, here we go. We'll, we'll do this one. The Young other, Bucks and FTR. Other than, uh, other than seeing Swerve Scott's Titan Tron, which looks like it's full of jizz, uh, I'm not really too hyped for that one. Uh, go ahead. Sorry, Fighter Fest match. Okay, Fighter. I mean, I'm bringing up the Young Bucks, which I know, Vidman, you'd never have liked. FTR, we can all get behind for sure. But then you have. Butcher and his knife. Butcher and the blade. Lucha house party. It's butcher, uh, butcher and the blade. Yeah, his knife. Right, that's what he's using to cut. There's the some good teams in that match, specifically FTR. But this is an eight-man tag. Oh, a WWE and, created product. Got it. Okay, sorry, I missed that. And nobody. It doesn't matter how bad you know FTR is trying to play by the rules. Those Lucha brothers are not going to be tagging. Nobody's. That's just the rules are going to be out the window. So while I like some of the teams, I'm going to watch out of respect for FTR in this one. But it's going to be a mess. What do they have? What's their finisher now? The Colossus of Clout. Uh, uh, Well, the Good Night Express. Express, But then they that first week they used that Spike Pile Driver. But then they didn't after that. So I'm not sure what they're going with. I'm pretty sure the Good Night Express is the child's book that I've read to my daughter already. But, Triple J, how much is this killing Jim Cornette to see FTR in a match like this? Uh, it's, it's all taxing on him. Why are we anything so, he does. Why are we so concerned about Jim Cornette's state of mind? Who gives a shit what he thinks about this match? I'm excited for it because of that. Because you've got these combustible elements. I mean, the Lucha Brothers, I still think, don't understand the concept of, you know, it's tag team wrestling and you're supposed to make don't tags. Don't understand or don't care. I, I, either way. They need when, set, that's why FTR needs to, you know, teach them the hard way. And when you've eaten the soul of Ian Hodgkinson, I mean, there's no reason to give a fuck for Pentagon. And then you've got the butcher and the blade. And I mean, talk about knife perverts and meat, meat perverts. These two are out there wear, dressed like they're clockwork orange are going to put on a big statue dick and shove I it up someone's ass. I love butcher. the butcher. This what, guy what, is great. With a shoot monocle. He looks like he looks like if the warlord got really into like creepy creepy fan fiction about like uh, English like serial killers. He looks crazy. And then Isn't this the he, guy from the end of uh, Pulp Fiction? Gets punched hey, by him. The, the gimp? No, that's the, he does not look like a gimp. He's more of like a. They're dressing. They're basically doing clockwork cords. They're running around. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if they come out drinking big glasses of milk. But I am excited <laughs> for this match because the Young Bucks and FTR just feel like natural rivals, and they're going to be tagging. And I can't wait to see at D- Dax Dax Dawson Wilder Dashel trying to tell. Nick Jackson tag me in and, and Nick Jackson saying come in here and help me with this double team move and then FTR saying fuck that that's against the rules we have to make a tag first it's gonna be interesting do you think 
Vidbea, do you think Nick Jackson is going to be asking uh, Cash Wheeler what that white thing is hanging from the turnbuckle? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it'll be, why are you holding on to that? Get in the <laughs> ring. Um, uh, I've watched. I'm watching this. I know Alan, you didn't want uh, Long Island, You didn't want play-by-play -play of this match, but I've watched this for the last ten minutes, and there has not been one tag, and all wrestlers have been in the ring at the same time. Can you give me a quick Ricky Steamboat play-by-play -play of what's going on right now? <laughs> Oh, right now, I mean, the match just ended, so Kenny Omega holds his title in his right hand and then bends over to grab the hand of that drunk-ass fool, Adam Page. FTR walks into the ring with two beers, one in the left hand, one in the right hand. Mm -hmm. And one hands the beer from his right hand to Kenny Omega. The other one hands his left beer, left hand beer. Do I have to keep going? Did uh, you watch this? I, I did. Oh, he opened it with, oh, those are twist-offs. You know those are American-made. It was last like week. Um, What's right. your best twist-off beer, good man, by the way? I don't drink no twist-off beer. <laughs> can, can you twist <laughs> off a Tecate light? No. Mexicans are all, Mexican, not Mexicans, Mexican beers are, um, are all, uh, milk. Will Calzonas is is giving me the finger for asking that question. Uh, let's move on, Triple J. But I'm, I mean that that match makes a lot of sense. The eight man tag, even though you know psychologically the the bell to bell won't, the booking of it certainly does. Whereas Isaiah Swerve Scott versus Johnny Gargano, I mean I'm excited for that if that's you know a bola match in the first round. And we even forgot to talk about uh, the butcher, the baker, and the candlestick maker stole FTR's truck. It's, it's a lot, of, a lot of stuff going on. They are car. They should change their team name to the Carjackers. Well, it's almost like they got two gimmicks going on. You know, they got their their black leather ring gear, but then whenever they're not there, they almost look like Johnny Polo out there wearing suspenders <laughs> and, and and shirts and sunglasses. It's it, it, it's very. It, <laughs> By far, it's not the weirdest thing on AEW, but but we don't have enough time to discuss all of that. Let, let's just go back you to wait, just you wait till they come in as as you know gimp slaves, like Wyatt alluded to, and and, and they they're on leashes for Pentagon and Phoenix with ball gags in their mouth. <laughs> well, let's go back to NXT. Uh, more what matches. To the bunny? What happened to the bunny? She's making out with QT Marshall, who's quarantined. I, think that's I guess. Sexist. I, I, I don't know. Uh, another match uh, made up on the sperm of the moment last week on Beat, NXT. I'm sorry. <laughs> you got Drake Maverick, who I, I didn't know was still employed, tagging with uh, Breezango, <sighs> taking on Legato Del, Del Fantasma. I believe I'm yes. pronouncing that correctly. Oh, you better. You Long, better. Long Allen, take it away. I know, <laughs> I know you've been just waiting to talk about this. Legato Del Fantasma, the... Best thing going, not only in NXT, not only on Wednesday nights, I'm going to say the best thing going in professional wrestling today, the legacy of Lucha being reclaimed, Vin Man, it is so refreshing to see what is going on in NXT with Legado del Fantasma, to just seeing, see, seeing these three gentlemen out there taking back our sport, our culture, and I mean, as I'm, as I'm passionately talking about this Mil Calzonas is now standing up with his hand over his heart but you know like how you do when you do the Mexican National Anthem wired mm -hmm. and, and yep. we are 
just so happy that Legado del Fantasma has arrived in NXT. Um, all I got to say, Vin Man, is Burr, 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 Lucha is back. Yeah, I'm excited to see these three guys take on these six, these uh, three journeymen in, in this matchup. Uh, this is one of the best fight posters I've seen uh, on the brand new WWE.com for, for this one. Uh, but I, I, I'm excited, no doubt, to see Legato del Fantasma and to see if, you know, Brizongo, to see if they have anything left in the tank. I had it's, no idea they were still employed. It's so good to see someone who just respects the thrill of the hunt for legacy, Santos Escobar. I pledge my allegiance to Legato del Fantasma forever and, and mucho, mucho years beyond that. Are, are you able to uh, roughly translate Legato del Fantasma? Do, would that mean the slow fantastics by any? It's basically the legend of the ghost. I thought Legato was slow, like in like in music. Isn't Legato you know, that's, a, um, a tempo? My favorite thing I mean, about it is that it sounds like it should be like a really. It should be. <laughs> it, it, I just can't wait for the Scooby Doo movie with these guys. Scooby Doo <laughs> and Legato del Fantasma. It's going to be the best. <laughs> Uh, you really can't trust somebody with two last names, especially in the Mexican culture. I can speak that from experience, by the way. So uh, do not trust Santos Escobar or Long Island if you decide to affiliate yourself with him. Uh, and in reality, any match that I try to bring up in AEW to kind of compare to this will we'll, we'll get shat on. So anyone you guys want me to pick, I'll be glad to pick here. So because Drake Maverick, one of the greatest stories during these unprecedented times, they, to be able to keep his job going through five matches – Triple J five to keep his job. Uh, Breezango have had some of the best entrances, I think, in a long time. Long Allen, you saw their um, amazing uh, entrance with uh, those guys from Germany. What is it? Or the European guys? Im- Imperium. Imperium. Yes, Imperium. The matter uh, sacred. J- Come on, Triple J. Go back and watch that if you can. Um, I, I, here, I'll bring this one up. I'll, I'll bring up. God damn, uh, NXT's great. They've got Indiana Jones bad guys all over the place. Legato del Fantasma, Imperium. This is the shit. Look at Joaquin <laughs> Wild with the gold chain looking like a cartel member. Sorry. Okay, so then I'll, I'll bring up what they have. What, maybe um, AEW's greatest matchup of the night, which would be the Drunk Ass Fools again, or the Drunk Ass Fool Adam Page and Omega versus the Private Party and Matt Hardy. Tag team championship match two weeks in a row. Is that uh, happening? Long it's, that match is, this match. is that actually happening? That match, Triple J, because I didn't I didn't see it on AEWWrestling.com. Well, all the card is always subject to change, but I do believe it's happening. I'm not sure why uh, the new AEW.com doesn't have that posted, but it was you? you know it was it was promoted on night one, so I it, expect to see it. I feel like it's fair because Paige was off so long, so they do have some title matches to make Ooh. up. You know, defenses. Ooh. Oh, that drunk ass fool, Hangman Adam Page. Um. But, oh, man, Private Party ain't ready for this. Unless Matt Hardy or one of his personalities interferes, that's going to be, I think, just kind of two badasses teaching a lesson to two up-and-comers. Whereas, look at the matchups. Legado del Fantasma, the legacy, the reclaiming of Lucha, putting it back, making it not just some joke, but movie stars we're talking about. With, I mean, when you look at Raul Mendoza, I mean, come on. This guy will win an Oscar. They're going to call him Raul Oscar. 
Those is it sick. possible that he could he could star in more movies than uh what was his name El Santo or you know by the time it's all done? It's I definitely think that's possible. And then I just hope one day if I have a daughter, she I, comes to me and tells me, "Daddy, I fell in love with a man. His name is Santos Escobar." I will be in tears and kiss. I will kiss his hand when I meet him. Don't, don't you feel like maybe they could use uh, a manager, like whoever managed? Uh, what was the the big dude from Lucha Underground that the you know with the the Rock Lady? Uh, his name's Rock or whatever. His name's, his name's Conan. No, no, we're we're, th we're thinking about two different things. <laughs> Uh, Mil Muerte's oh, manager. Mil Muertes. I, I think she could fit in very, oh, Carol very well Carolina, here. Carolina, yes. Carolina, Catalina, yeah. Catalina, right? Was no, Catalina? you don't need. What do you need a manager for? He's, it's you have Santos Escobar. He is the leader. I, uh, okay, I, I, I'm selfish. I just want to see a woman in tight black leather. I'll admit. No it. one's gonna put their managerial license on the line for a man named Santos Escobar. I'm telling you right now. What about yeah, Selena yeah. Vega? Yeah, you got Selena Vega. On She's the got enough got going enough on right now, right now. With, with Mexicans. Do you? I, I feel like I feel like one of those two might have been seeing what's going on with Legado del Fantasma, and that's why uh, Angel Garza did what he did on Raw. But that's a whole other story. We got to get back to our daughters dating Santos Escobar. I really hope one of us. I mean, Wired's ahead of the game here. He's got a really good shot. Um, I just want to be a part of this legacy, Vin Man. And I'm going to start dressing like Joaquin Wilde because he looks so cool. And also the great work that they're doing in the small village of Mexico that are getting ravaged by what coronavirus is doing to the economy, giving back by telling people to stay the fuck indoors and eat this food we're giving you for free. They're great men. Legado del Fantasma. Para ever and ever and ever. Si, senor. Uh, good match. Uh, Drake, Maverick, Brizongo. Um, they're veterans. It's going to be exciting. What else we got? Uh, NXT. Wow, what a match up there. Well, so we're like, if we're not grading them, but I think we're kind of even right now. Uh, I mean, that, that's personal preference, but Ward, can you tell me Mia Yim and Candice LeRae in a street fight? Again, this was just booked uh, last week. Do you think uh, Mr. Regal felt the heat of go correct. going up against for night two? Okay, this might have been booked. I will yeah. correct him. Hold on. This was booked last week. What did I say? Week. It's because it's an Inland Empire street fight. Yeah. Which is completely different than a anything what? you've ever seen in your life. Like, there's going to be needles on the floor. Yeah. There's going to be gunshots. There's going to be, um, like, guys, swap guys, meets outside on the lawns. I thought that was just called a Detroit street fight. No, this is like Inland Empire, way worse. This is, it's, like, way worse than Detroit during RoboCop wh 2. Where is the Inland Empire? You don't want to know. It's like okay. a Detroit street fight. Triple J, but without all the crack and ramen noodles taped to the wall. Yeah, that's a good point. It's a good one. Mm -hmm. It's more of a um, vibe. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds like a crazy night. No, it's 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 just another night in IE, if you ask me. Uh, Candice LeRae from Riverside, Mia Yim from San Bernardino or Rialto? San and, Bernardino. And both of them uh, hold records of, in the Inland Empire as high school graduates, two uh, women who graduated with more teeth than anyone in their class. Yes, three each. It's, it's quite impressive. Um, this this rivalry goes back further than last week, Triple J, and this is all just culminating because they both lost uh, in this the, the fatal four-way elimination match last week. Really, uh, this is probably the perfect ending to what we're about to see happen, and to see uh, Candice Array and Mia Yim go at it in this way 
which it seems to be the proper way. Uh, it just seems like another Friday night in the IE, Long Island. It does, but you know the thing about the IE is that if you think you're going to have a one-on-one street fight in, in England Empire, that shit ain't happening. So I got, I think this Candice LeRae's got something up, or one of her down-ass highness is probably going to help her out. Hopefully Mia Yim's head's on a swivel. Uh, I'm excited to see this because the, this is very one- interesting to see how Mia Yim's eyebrows are painted in this time around too, by the way. If they're going to be a little more pointier than normal, you don't want to fuck with her. And this match is one of two, I think, that really had, well, no, maybe three because Drake Maverick has issues with Legato Del Fantasma, although I would have put that out there <laughs> if I were him. Personal issues here, Vin Man, need to be settled between Mia Yim, Candice LeRae, sending mad, just so much shade at each other from their own dinner tables. It's been bad between these two. This is this match should be finished on Bravo Channel, but this is going to be good at the Great American Bash. They, they definitely do not like each other. There, there's no doubt about that. Uh, you know, Candice LeRae, she's as tough as they come, but this, you know, this Mia Yim. Uh, a t- tremendous athlete, uh, and she's been I- involved in a, in a lot of big time matches. And I feel like, you know, the winner of this match is really going to be taking a big step in this NXT Women's Division, which is as hot as any right now. I would say, arguably, yes, you're right. Uh, well, we can put it up against one of the women's matches in um, AEWs. Let's see what they got here. Nyla Rose. I think we only got one tomorrow. Nyla, Nyla Rose, Rose is an action. In action. Way better than that. Is that, that it? In, that's way better than that well, in the Empire Street fight. We're, ta- that's all we're we talking know about. Far. We're talking about action, and Nyla Rose is in in it. So that's really huge news here, Triple J, because Nyla Rose, as we all know, probably the loosest of cannons. Even with Brian oh, hey. Pillman Jr. debuting on AEW Dark. I would still say Nyla Rose, the loosest cannon in all of AEW. Never know what she's going to do. Former champion and not having that belt. Got to imagine that the Native Beast is extremely pissed off. And I feel bad for whomever has to deal with Nyla Rose at Fighter Fest. And it's a mystery opponent, Vin Man, so that supersedes any any match pretty much you could come up with in most cases. Yeah, I'd I'd have to agree. (laughs) So AEW for me is up like four to two right now, Triple J. But there's still some more to talk about. We've only gone through three matches. I have my own system here. I'm grading on it's it's based on Inland Empire math, actually, in honor of the the, street fight. The night is not over. Um, whatever empire you're talking about. So, uh, Fighter Fest does have more matches. So let's give them a, a little shine right now. Let's talk about uh, Jelly Janela taking on the Murder Hawk Monster. This should be a quick contest. I, I don't see any reason, you know, unless yeah. Lance Archer wants to toy around with Janela. Well, I can it, see. You know, or do, or do you, you think got, Jake Roberts maybe is going well, to tell him to, to, you know, uh, well, you want him to stretch him or, uh, you know, administer some extra pain? Oh, yes. And, and yeah, when you got Jake Roberts in your corner, uh, anything like that is, is possible just to prolong the inevitable and, and just just torture your opponent. Long Island, do you think Jake Roberts is just going to be laughing in the corner like last week? I whenever we saw these two, Janela couldn't even get his shirt off. 
I hope he's dancing. I really love the Jake Roberts dance while Murder Hawk Monster murders people. But I don't care about this matchup in terms of the, the competition. What I care about is who could commit more felonies bell to bell. Because we're talking about some true criminals in this match. A, little, a literal murderer in, in Lance Archer. A multiple-time felon in Jake Roberts. And then, of course, Joey Janela, who is so notorious in New Jersey and then was on that road trip from Sunny Kiss that they, they definitely were speeding. They got in a fight at a gas station and he probably stole all those Twinkies he took out of the gas station. Uh, but I do want to say that I love what Joey Janela tweeted out because if this alludes to what we get to see, I think this will be the match of the night for both shows. Uh, at Janela Baby said on Twitter, I see BS spoilers all over Twitter about at AE Wrestling tomorrow. Joke's on you. We filmed 17 and a half different endings to each match. I hope they use the Piranha one for mine. Tune in and find out. C- could you imagine the Murderhawk monster uh, feeding Joey Janela to Piranhas? Then, man. Uh, yeah, I could see it, uh, especially with Jake Roberts involved. I, I could see yeah, Jake Roberts spinning a wheel. And whatever animal it lands on, Joey Janela is going to get fit. Oh my God! I just thought of this. When you got, you got piranhas and Joey Janela and Jake the Snake Roberts. This could turn into a piranha conda match. Triple J. Well, well I'm just glad to see that another AEW uh, <laughs> professional wrestler is taking things seriously. I'm very how curious. Is, how is what, TNT's CGI? Triple J. How is there what? CGI. Oh, I mean, a lot of those those movies they do, you know, just for the network. Uh, you yeah, know, they they, that, they, they've got a they've got a good sure. budget. Yeah. You know, I mean, maybe you maybe you it cut somebody for the Jaguars, and you know, you make it look really good. It's all Are it's they, all about um, uh, financial reallocation. So we'll see how much they actually want to put into this match. Uh, what is a half ending? Anybody? Can like someone give me an example of a half ending in the past of professional wrestling? Oh, a half ending. Yeah, well, you said 17 and a half. I'm just very curious about what a half ending is. Uh, maybe maybe uh, they filmed maybe a match. Maybe Yeah, maybe they filmed a match to just like it to, to go dark and, and just have Tony Schiavone screaming, We are out of time! See yeah, you that's, that's the last match yeah. next week. Which would be good. Um, Sonny Kiss on, on, on the side there. Sonny Kiss and Jake the Snake Roberts interacting could be pretty fun there, tri- Triple J. Uh, if you say so. In a, in a, let's in a, pro- I mean, it's it's going to be a pure entertainment, these two. And I got to say, it's it's besides the I, title match, it's the it's the thing I'm looking forward to the most besides the NXT. I'm not looking match. for entertainment. I'm looking for Lance Archer to beat the piss out of Joey Janela as quick as possible and get what on to the next Joey match. What did Joey Janela do to you? He's a young man who's looking He's to find his way. He's in the business. That's what he did. Let, let's talk about S- SCU. Pure, SCU? Pure unadvised. Are we supposed to go back to NXT? Triple J. Uh, no, no, it'll it'll still work out better if we do this because we only got one NXT match. Left. SCU. We got SCU. All three members SCU? taking on uh, the Dork Order of Mister Brody Lee and, and <laughs> Stu Grayson. I think alongside with Colt Cabana, a uh, potential <laughs> member. If you were sitting at a burn steakhouse. With Mr. Brody Lee, you would not use dork order in front of his face, Triple J. I can't believe you are off the rails today. There's a lot of things I would not do in front of Mr. Brody Lee. Yeah. Sneeze. 
talk about your personal life. And, well, why is Colt Cabana in this match? I, I don't know. Well, he was <laughs> he was on a losing streak. I mean, you guys know if you've been watching the program. He oh, had a big I know. Win I'm watching, but I'm on. Two I weeks know ago, why, I think. Why he agreed. Why do you think he agreed to this? Like, this is not. I've known Colt for years. Well, I've known Colt for years. He's a friend of the show. Yeah. He's yes, talked yes. about our show on his show. This is not the Colt. I don't think it's, it's not Colt Cabana. It's Colt Cabana. Why is Colt well, joining a cult? He's not joining a cult. Uh, joining a cult. He, he's just, uh, he's participating with them right now. And the odds were favorable last time. You know, he wants that winner's purse and, you know, the perks that come along with it. I, I this is, this is rough. He's a friend of the show. I feel like our friend, we're losing our friend. It's like when your friend leaves and joins some weird cult. I mean, people experience this a lot. I mean, why are we experience? This is a lot like, you know, way, way, way back in the day. And, you know, you started hanging out with that, that cult in high school, and then Mil Calsonis and I had to save you. I mean, the doctor saved me more than anything. I think you abandoned me as well. But it's fine. That's neither here nor there. No, see, anymore, I, but you're right. I saved you by letting you learn. Uh, the, the I wasn't going to infiltrate. The, I just you, I knew you. I respected your intelligence and said, this cult's not for me. Eventually, you did. So it all worked out. My strategy. Uh, worked out. Maybe that's what um, we have to do with Colt Cabana here. Just let him be. I, let him I, do, I don't know. Just let Colt, Colt Cabana do whatever he wants to. He actually started up his podcast again, didn't he? I think he did. Yes. I'm not mistaken. Yeah. yeah. Um, good for him. Uh, you must have a lot of free time now uh, at NAW. SC is SC still the, the original SCU. members? Yeah, still the original members. Uh, they also uh, have I mean, I guess... Super Dragon now and B Boy and um, TJ Perkins. No, TJP. He's in, TJP's in, in Impact, Vin Man. We'll be talking a lot about him in Fala Ba Ba for Slammiversary. Um, I just don't see any reason to really talk about any more about this match. Can we just move on? Evil Uno on Twitter, Triple J, commented about all the cars that we've seen in AEW lately, talking about AEW car oh, lore. And how it's really strong, and now he wants to have. How many have? We, how many have we actually seen? We've seen the FTR truck, Cody's truck, uh, Britt Baker's golf carts. What, what else has there been there? Uh, Trent's Moxley's mini, Trent's, uh, mom's, Trent's mom's minivan. Okay. All right, got a well, lot of. It, does he want to write like fan fiction for? Uh, he no, he has a great idea. Or? He said, "How about instead of a video game for AEW, we have a racing game for AEW." <laughs> I could see that if it was kind of like if it's a cart if it's a cart racer I would go for that I would I would play the shit out of all elite wrestling cart I would be <laughs> you could, could you get like if you were a hangman page like his super would be uh making the other players drunk on their screen and like get like all fuzzy <laughs> for a couple of seconds throwing bottles of Jack Daniels bottles chairs Oh, and then you got Joey Janela and Sonny Kiss in that whatever they're in a Lamborghini that, or that yeah. super hot car. Sexy those two. Uh, I like that idea from Evil Uno. Well, I believe you know I joined a cult idea. if they were into into video games the way the Dork Order is. Triple J, maybe Colt Cabana's onto something. Join Dark, dark do Order. Dark Do you think he joined just to learn how to beat The Last of Us Part Two? No, I don't think so. We got one la one match left 
on both shows, I believe, here. Well, no, uh, you're happy. That's because Mox and Cage was moved to fight for the Fallen, Vin Man. I think we should settle this here. Is Mox scared of Cage? Yes. Absolutely. Wouldn't you be? Yeah. I don't blame him. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling I'm like I have to go to the bathroom just thinking about that man. I'm more scared. Like, of I've Taz. known Vin Man for what, five years now, six years, Vin Man. I've known you for what? a good amount of time. You are very not easily impressed, right? Like, it takes a lot for you to see someone and be like, I'm impressed by you. And literally, I was there the moment that Vin Man saw Cage for the very first time, and I've never seen him more impressed with someone in my life. <laughs> Like I'm not even 32 or watching something on television. You saw Cage popped out, and you your eyes like you didn't blink for two minutes. It was incredible. Looked, something I never like seen. A, yeah, he looked like a cartoon wolf watching watching <laughs> Cage. I, I have nobody told me about this man, is I think what the quote was as well. I will say, just remember, uh Cage looks a lot taller standing next to Taz than he does standing next to Mark. <laughs> it is deceiving. They don't they don't grow them that tall in the five five nine, but he is he is big. But um I don't know. This is I respect the pandemic, so I respect what Mox is doing with this whole situation. And you know what? It just means more great matches down the line. So I'm fine waiting a week. And t- if Taz says he's fine with it, I think I'm fine with it. Taz I think was just trying to make Mox uncomfortable. I don't think he meant anything of what he said. I've heard a lot of his sports talk. Vin Man and, and Taz is a nice guy. I think he's just trying to get in Mox's head here. Uh, well, I think it's a little bit of both. <laughs> well, I, I all I know is Taz isn't running a sloppy shop. Cage is ready for Mox, but that match is not happening on this card. Triple J. So what are our two last matches we're talking about for night two? Well, this is the one you have all been waiting for. Champion versus champion. Winner take all. Adam Cole Bebe taking on Keith Lee. We're going to have for the, am I saying this right? The first time in NXT, a double champion or did, was somebody, no, I guess Adam Cole was tag champion and North American champion at the same time before. Is, is that right? Yeah, I believe him. Yeah, he this, lost the North American championship to somebody and then he won the, the NXT championship. This is, yeah. this is NXT's, warrior versus hogan this is it this is uh, galaxies are aligned perfectly for the great american bash night two and we're getting a champ we're gonna have a double champ coming out of this and i i gotta say whoever wins deserves it i'm pulling for keith lee hard here vin man um even even though he's an aggie i just i think he's a great role model i think he's a great guy he's been a great champion and but has he been the greatest champion, Long Allen? Well, well, it, let's, that's let's, what Adam Cole's been. Would you rather been, be undisputed or limitless, though? I mean, you could he, he could be the undisputed, limitless champion. And who knows what's next? The beauty of a limitless champion, Triple J, is that, I mean, he could, maybe he'll go out and take that new United States championship that MVP created out of uh, thin air. Uh, maybe he'll make up his own championship. Maybe he'll go to Slammiversary and win that title. Keith Lee could do anything. He's literally limitless, but he's got to beat Adam Cole first. I, I, I'm cheering hard for Keith Lee. In fact, I'm I'm having a bonfire tonight at midnight to, to practice uh, cheering for Keith Lee. 
Whoop, whoop, Keith Lee. Hell yeah. I'm excited for this. A big bonfire. And uh, after that, early in the morning, everybody get a good night's sleep. We're going to have yell practice, Brainiacs. Uh, we're going to practice screaming for Keith Lee early Wednesday morning. Tweet it, read it, tout it, shout it, be all about it at the Brain Busters on uh, all the social media gimmicks. Uh, Wired's going to uh, post the address early in the morning t- uh, where you could join us for Keith Lee yell practice. Isn't that right, Wired? Oh, uh, yeah, sure. That is a um, 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue, Washington, D.C. And we'll be, and, and we'll also, uh, just side note, Vin Man, no booing during the match. Oh, no, just hissing. Hiss. If you're, if you're, Rooting against Adam Cole, be sure to hiss. And, uh, I mean, how's Adam Cole going to pull, pull this off, Triple J? Biggest opponent he's faced defending this title. Yeah, I don't know if you can get him up for that uh, that Canadian Destroyer or Panama Sunrise. But, uh, listen, it looked, it looked grim for him in the past, but he pulled it out then. I think he's going to pull it out this time and have uh, – Two championship titles at the end of the night. I will say as much as I love him, I don't want to see Dexter Loomis, Velveteen Dream, or any of the other uh, uh, Undisputed Era guys get involved in this. I'm hoping for a true one-on-one contest, Wired. You might get that. Adam Cole is on a different level in terms of of what he's used to in, in his antics. He seems like he wants to do this all on his own to prove to the world how undisputed of a champion he can be and how great of a champion he has been. Uh, over the last year. So I, I, I fully expect Adam Cole to not have any outside interference in this match, really, and try to prove that he can beat Keith Lee and really anybody that they put in the ring in front of him. I will say, um, do you think, and now maybe, Jake, this will be your question, do you think NXT made a mistake by putting two their two top titles, basically, uh, in the same match and not spreading those out a little bit, get some more, uh, uh, you know, get more bang for your buck, I guess, out of those titles? I, I think... Um... You know, with what's going on in the rating war right now, it was the right thing to do. I mean, when you yeah, when you have MJF out there, you got to do something big. So this is this is what they did, and I think it's a smart move. Because you're you're, you're talking about some. Here's what they're countering, really, right? Let's be real about this. MJF. Chris Jericho, and really, oh, I mean, overall in the in the in the in the in the aggregate. But yeah, I think directly at this that time it'll probably be Chris Jericho and Chris the, Jericho Orange versus Cassidy. the hybrid of Vinman and Triple J Orange Cassidy. <laughs> I really see no interest in this match whatsoever. Really, well, Chris Jericho's in it, so uh, you I mean, know, I'm you, watching you Royal 2017 right now on the television, and I feel like that interests me more. Jericho's performance in that Royal Rumble rather than uh, watching him in some match with some nobody. Uh. What are you talking about, some nobody? You just said he's a Triple J and Vin Man hybrid. Orange Cassidy, I have come to realize, is what we have been saying on Brain Buster Radio for now over eight years, and that's that they're they're out there and they're they're booking wrestling matches and they're listening to BBR when they're in those in those planning meetings and when they're saying we need to come up with a, with a new character for our big new show on TNT. And they said, who are the two biggest personalities out there in, in sports entertainment that we really haven't put a big spotlight on, on TNT yet? And they said, Vin Man. And then someone said, Triple J. And then Tony Khan said, you know what? Kids love mashups. Let's put them together. And out came Orange Cassidy 
And that's what I think happened, Wired. Uh, I mean, it, it just seems like they're trying too hard to be two of the coolest guys in, on this planet with one. I, I don't think it was necessary. I'd be more interested if Chris Jericho faced Midman and Triple J at the same time, I think. I don't, I don't want to see that at all because I don't want to see my friends get the Judas effect. Now, seeing or- Orange Cassidy take him on, Orange Cassidy. Yeah, is but going, I love, I love a good. Um, uh, I mean, you know why it, I watch Bravo? I mean, come on, that's what I like. I would have really enjoyed that match. You've, you've put it. You've you've really hit the nail on the head here, Wyatt. I can't commend you enough. Orange Cassidy is is a combination of Vin Man and Triple J. He's got that laid back, carefree. Never worried about anything, doesn't give a rat's ass about nobody type of vibe that Triple J brings to every episode of Brain Buster Radio. And then he's also got that just going to be there each and every single week, no matter what, no matter what the paycheck is, because he just loves it all, even though he doesn't really show it, just like Vinman. It's He's got that all going for him. The best qualities of our good friends that he's out there taking on the greatest of all time. The GOAT, Chris Jericho. Vin Man wearing his bandana. I'm going to be drinking bubbly during that match. I can't wait. I've got four bottles. Still? Four bottles. Well, I just got I, them. I, I don't blame you. Anytime Chris Jericho is involved, uh, that's must-see television as far as I'm concerned. Now, do you think it was must-hear television, by the way, last week yes! with him on commentary? Yes! He was excellent. The only thing better than Chris Jericho's commentary last week was Daniel Bryan uh, popping up during the Drew Gulak AJ Styles match, putting over Drew Gulak as he was having a match. It was really we need more of that <laughs> Via pi- Zoom, picture and picture Zoom commentary. Holy shit, that was like <laughs> no one's talking about that, but that's not what this show's about, Triple J. But that was fantastic. Jericho on commentary was um, unbelievable last week. I mean, we had Anvil references on Canada Day. Yeah. Triple J. It was it was a really Don Cherry. A lot of Don Cherry talk. It was a great day, but uh, he's taking on Orange Cassidy. The one-on-one here, much different than Adam Cole and Keith. Adam Cole, Keith Lee, a classic one-on-one. This could go down as like as good as like uh, Hanson versus uh, Kenta Kobashi. This is going to be epic. This is going to be one that we're sh- we're posting on Reddit saying. For those of you youngsters who didn't see this back in the day, watch this fucking 30 minutes of action. Uh, Cassidy and Jericho is going to be volatile. I wouldn't be surprised if Mike Tyson shows up and beats the shit out of Jericho. Something could happen. Maybe Henry Cejudo. Um, It's going to be wild. Uh, But two contrasts with Extreme Rules Horror Show going on Triple J. Safe to say, expect Cole and Lee to go down as a classic because WWE really needs one of those right now with everything else that's going on everywhere else on their programming. Yeah, I really think this is Chris Jericho versus NXT is who he's taken on, and I don't think there's... It's it's a landslide victory for NXT on this one. Cole and Keith Lee, this is the one we have all been waiting for, the one we want to see, and we'll catch the Jericho match on the DVR a little bit later. Or on your uh, WooTubes or however you're going to watch it. Vin Man's not going to watch it. He's living like it's the 90s. I am debating still. I might go side-by-side picture-in-picture, but I haven't quite made my mind up yet, Wired. How about you? Vin Man, just like the 90s, sorry, but Vin Man, just like the 90s, after uh, a great movie on TNT after AEW Fighter Fest, uh, is an encore presentation of Fighter Fest Night 2. So check that out in case you don't want to switch back around. Just That's like what Monday I would have done. Back in the day. 
That's what I would have That's done. That's what I did do. And I did do that. So many, so many sleep-deprived Tuesdays at school after those nights, but well worth it. Could this be Orange Cassidy's Bill Goldberg in the Georgia Dome moment, Vin Man? Do you want to miss that? No. no. <laughs> <laughs> That's not what this is. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I, I, I'm all, I'm for the spirit of competition, and that's why I'm going to be flipping back and forth, telling, you know, both content providers, uh, you know, what I feel is, is the best. Well, I just can't believe we talked about that whole match the whole time, and not once did Triple J admit that funny can make money with Orange Cassidy, selling all those T-shirts all the way to his spot in the main event of night two of Fighter Fest. Yeah, the only revenue they're missing out on is, uh, you know, the whole cosplay stuff. It's very easy to cosplay as Orange Cassidy, though. So, so they're missing out on that, I guess. And very fun. Well, that's the thing is, is, are people cosplaying as Orange Cassidy or is Orange Cassidy cosplaying as a fan? Or are they cosplaying as Vin Man and Triple J combination now, Wired? We got to think about that. Either way, Some Brain Buster Radio is permeating throughout this evening of Fighter Fest. Great American Bash Night 2, Brainiacs. You're going to be watching it. You're going to have a little bit of the bubbly, and you are going to enjoy yourself, and then we're going to come right back and talk about it, and then talk about Extreme Rules Horror Show, and, of course, Slammiversary, Vin Man, and, of course, don't forget, New Japan Cup, and everything else going on. It is an unbelievable time we live in, but... For professional wrestling, it is ne- it's never been more important to the status quo because it really is just keeping us all sane right now. Even though uh, you know it's hard to tell someone that doesn't watch. Yeah, I, I maintain my sanity by watching guys in masks abduct other guys who don't wear masks and then have them join them. But then they all don't wear masks. But then they have a great lucha legacy, legado del fantasma, Triple J. And that is night two. Night two. Enjoy it. The summer's hot. And that this Wednesday, tomorrow night, as of this live on tape edition of BBR, it's going to be off the chain. All right. USA and TNT are going to get your eyeballs. But right now, Brainiacs, we need your ears. And we need them to be ready to bleed because we're going to bleed. Because it's time for Brain Buster Radio. Falls count anywhere. Brainiacs, it is I, a man called Wired. And, and really, what else can I tell you? Except stop watching AEW. There's really no reason to. I mean, like, honestly, there's not a reason to. I tried. I tried. I gave it my all, and I couldn't even make it through one episode. So this is really just stop. Just stop. You're already stuck at home doing God knows what because of what's going on during these unprecedented times. Don't hurt yourself even more by trying to sit through a night of AEW. Really don't. Watch it in gift form, whatever you got to do. Just sit there and enjoy other things other than AEW. I'm sorry. Well, this week on Monday Night Raw, we debuted a new championship title in the second iteration of the United States Championship, at least in the WWE world. And it is... Not exactly a triangle, like has been the theme with the other world championships or even the the way that the original 
United States Championship was. But I got to say this. It is back. Finally, an eagle is on a championship belt again, and it is about gut dang time. This United States Championship is very pretty. Not as pretty as the WCW version, I will say, but it's very difficult to top that. But it's an improvement over the last one. We got it on the line next week at the horror show at Extreme Rules. So we got more great titles. The United States Championship. You got the stripes on it. You got the stars on it. And you got a big eagle. Brainiacs, the developments on today's show have disturbed me to no end. And right now, I would like to formally motion for Brainbuster Radio to begin an inquiry into the behavior of a man called Wired. And I am calling for a Brainbuster court in the month of August. The trial of a man called Wired must happen. We must look in to what this 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 message a man called wired a so-called father called wired is trying to perpetrate here on this show never in the eight plus years of brain buster radio have we ever advocated or should we have ever advocated for anybody to stop watching any wrestling ever (laughs) and for this reason i I am formally motioning we inquire uh, (coughs) begin the inquiry in a man called wired's behavior and we have Brainbuster Court, and uh, find out next week if the, the, that motion will will stand, and if we will begin that that road to possible uh, Brainbuster uh, Radio uh, uh, impeachment. Impeach a man called Wired. Let me tell you something, Brainiacs. You always know that I have been very honest with the brain buster radio universe over the years and and today is no different uh i'm gonna fully admit i've been watching this all elite wrestling and and there's been a lot of good stuff on it i'll I'll fully admit it uh and and certainly do not listen to what a man called wired uh had said earlier uh and and i'm gonna give you my assessment right now of this all elite wrestling uh and and it's tough uh, and to really break this down, it's such a young company. But I, I'm going to list my, my my top ten wrestlers in in AEW right now, wrestling competitors. And and, it, and I was thinking about how to do this to you know, say what I've been impressed with, and, and it's difficult because you know it's such a young company, and you got new fresh talent showing up all the time in, in, in AEW. You, you know, you never know who's going to be involved. Uh, I mean, I mean, FTR for 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 Christ's sake, uh, just shows up, you know, out of nowhere, and they're going to be participating tomorrow night uh, in this fighter fest night two. So, so I'm going to try to uh, give a list based on you know, you know, accomplishments and, and what I've seen from all these wrestlers, all these competitors. I'm going to start with number 10, and that's Frankie Kazarian. This guy here is a five-time TNA X Division champion, a four-time ROH Tag Team champion. He was a 
back-to-back -back X Division King of the Mountain winner, 2008 and 2009. He was a member of Fortune. He's now a member of SEU. I mean, th this guy ha has SCU. done it all. That's number 10, Frankie Kazari. Number nine, Christopher Daniels, the Fallen Angel, a four-time X Division champion, two-time TNA Tag Team champion, six-time NWA Tag Team champion. This guy uh, has held titles in, in Ring of Honor, and he has got the honor, the distinguishment of being having the best moonsault ever. That's number nine, Christopher Daniels. Number eight, Matt Hardy. What what hasn't been said about Matt Hardy? This guy, you know, he's had held the tag world tag titles all over the world over 10 times. Uh, he was the 2018 Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal winner. Uh, he's occupied so many vessels. Uh, you just never know what this guy is capable of, of constantly reinventing himself. Uh, just, a, just an all outstanding, impressive career, Matt Hardy. Number seven, this guy is a multi-sport athlete. I'm talking about Jake Hager. This guy, a 2006 All-American at Oklahoma. He has the most pinned at OU in the 285-pound weight class. He's been the ECW champion, the, the world heavyweight champion, the U.S. Uh, title champion, and he's undefeated in Bellator, people. Undefeated in Bellator. Jake Hager. Number six, this guy has known the world over. He has had one of the longest careers in professional wrestling. He's done it all in professional wrestling. I'm talking about the natural Dustin Rhodes, two-time WCW US champion, two-time WCW tag team champion, a WCW six-man tag team champion, one-time NWA tag champion, three-time Intercontinental champion, four Slammy Awards. That's four of them. Four-time Slammy Award winner, the natural Dustin Rhodes. He's participated in King of the Road matches, countless War Games matches. This guy has done it all in the world of professional wrestling, natural Dustin Rhodes. Number five, the Phenom, Vitor Belfort. This guy is a light UFC, light heavyweight champion. He won the UFC 12 Heavyweight Tournament Championship. He has a UFC record of 13 first round finishes. This guy is an icon in the sport of fighting and professional wrestling. Vitor Belfort. Number four, Sugar Rashad Evans. We're talking about a UFC Hall of Famer, a former UFC light heavyweight champion, a national champion in junior college wrestling. Two times this guy headlined pay-per-views with over a million buys. It's number four, Rashad Evans. Number three, the baddest man on the planet, Iron Mike Tyson. This guy, 50 wins, 44 by knockout, six losses, two no contests, a former WBA, WBC, IBF, heavyweight champion, two-time Ring Magazine Fighter of the Year, a WWE Hall of Famer himself, over seven times headlined a pay-per-view with 
over 1 million buys. Iron Mike Tyson, the baddest dude out there and still going strong. Number two, Chris Jericho. What can't this guy do? He, he's a goddamn rock and roll singer. Six-time world champion, including being the undisputed world champion. This guy beat The Rock and Steve Austin on the same night. A nine-time intercontinental champion. He's held championships all over the world. AEW, IWGP, intercontinental champion. What can't you say about Chris Jericho? He is that damn good, countlessly reinventing himself. Come on, baby. And number one. The number one wrestler right now in AEW, All Elite Wrestling, the greatest combat sports athlete of all time. I'm talking about a 2008 Beijing gold medal winner, professional wrestling's second gold medalist, a UFC champion in the bantamweight and flyweight division, the fourth fighter to hold titles simultaneously holds a record of 16 wins two losses i'm talking about none other than henry cejudo this guy pound for pound the best grappler the best fighter out there today henry cejudo that's it that's the list aew tons of fresh talent coming into this promotion all the time you got to keep on your toes can't wait to see what they got coming up next fighter fest night two fight for the fallen it is going to be something to see i cannot wait oh my brother testify fighting to the finish line brainiac lists and actually, I called for an impeachment, but I'm going to say, let's go for an exile, Triple J. I'm formerly, I want an exile of a man called Wired, but goddamn, what a great list. Those are the facts, Brainiacs, and nobody delivers you them like Brainbuster Radio. For over eight years, the revolutionary force in sports entertainment podcasting, Triple J. I mean, this Wednesday night, it's going to be one to remember, one for the ages. It is a lot to unpack uh, in that falls count anywhere. Uh, there's a number of individuals on this top 10 list who I must have been missing on AEW. I, I'm a pretty regular viewer of that program, but I, I was jotting down some names there. This is 2020, Triple J. Everyone has, lives in their own reality. We all have our own truth. And unfortunately, you missed on some of the, the real real shit that Vin Man pointed out there that I really it's going to be hard for me to argue against. Hell of a list, Vin Man. Yeah, I, I just everybody's got to be informed out there, and I've got to be honest. You know, AEW not typically my cup of tea, but there's a lot of good talent out there, and I, I felt like I got to come clean and let everybody know about. It. So, Vin Man, what what would you name this list? I'm sorry, one more time. This, these are the the top ten wrestlers, active wrestlers in AEW right now. I just feel like this is like the top ten list of wrestlers that no other company wanted. I feel what? like only 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 <laughs> argument. I mean, I, man, you don't have to listen to them. But if you want like a actual intelligent conversation about that list, the only argument that maybe we could table for next week is, I mean, Cody was an all state wrestler 
He has some credentials. He is the current TNT champ. He beat Jake Hager. So, I don't know. There's an argument I, to be I, made I, for old Cody. It was tough to come up with just 10. Was, uh, was the world champion at number 11? Did he just miss the cut? John Mosley? Yes. No, he, he was further down the list, and, and I think part of it's because his days are numbered and he's running from Brian Cage. How many of these guys were AEW homegrown? Just curious. I don't really does, does it matter? No, they're, they're I mean, kind of, that's not the, the last question we ask is if your world champion's not in a top 10 list, Triple J, does that mean you're running a sloppy shop? <laughs> There's a lot that I could say about that list. Uh, it, tune in next week. Yes, tune in next week, Brainiacs. Well, we'll have it extra sloppy for you. Uh, anything left to say, Wired? I don't think you guys want to hear what I have to say, so we'll just leave it at that. It's probably negative. How about you, Vin Man? Yes, I do, and this is directed towards a man called Wired, and you better get ready for this uh, BBR court because unlike Mil Calzone's performance review, this will happen. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just I don't know what I did today. I mean, I'm just going to hashtag uh, quit AEW. I hope we can get that Southern District Attorney that uh, we've worked with in the past. Well, we will, we will, we will bring the full force, the uh, the, uh, the strongest arm of the BBR law to to look into this situation. Remember, Wired, when the inquiry begins. So if it's formally voted on and it begins officially next week, that means you cannot leave your home, you cannot leave the state, you cannot travel until you appear in court in BBR. No FTR. Vin man? I could only fit 10 guys on the list. Oh, jeez. All right, Brainiacs. Slammiversary's coming up, too. Get prepared for that. Oh, my God. I love the fucking summer, Triple J. Summer's here, boys. And it's rolling. We'll be back next week for Milk Calzonis on the Unos and Doses who fell asleep uh, because lists make him sleepy. For Vin Man on Limited Dates, Jumpin' Jacob J., Keep in order in a world without none. A man called Wired, a father called Wired, the sultan of social media and AEW hate. Moose the Mark on the internet gimmicks, who is super pissed with how Ric Flair is trying to steal Selena Vega's clients, but that's a whole nother bag of hammers. And Long Allen Ice-T. I'm Long Allen Ice-T saying, I got to get the hell out of here and clean up because this is one sloppy shop.